Welcome to Struggling Actor Sports. My name is Ryan Mercier. I'm an actor. Hire me. No, really. Um, you know, I've been in independent movies, a lot of industrial films you've never seen. It's one episode of CSI where I'm featured and you think Lawrence Fishburne is talking to me, but nope, he's not. He's talking to someone more important. But we're here to talk about sports. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is episode two of the show. We're a week out of the Super Bowl. And you know what that means we got to talk about. That's right, baby. Detroit Lions football. Here we go. Get excited. Just synonymous with the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to talk about the Matthew Stafford trade. We're going to talk about the Matthew Stafford not trades. Mm. And uh, we're going to end with a little bit of uh, Super Bowl highlights. You'll see what I mean when we get there. So, Detroit Lions. Before I say anything negative, let's um, let's get the positive out there. What do I like about the Detroit Lions? Barry Sanders, obvious. What's some other random Detroit Lions players that might just uh, bring a smile to somebody's face that's a fan? How about uh, Herman Moore? I remember getting his football cards. Uh, a lot of catches. Robert Porsche, huh? Just like saying his name. Um, because, uh, you know, this isn't going to be too kind. Even though I love, c- capital L, love what the Detroit Lions are doing right now. Uh, and that involves this trade with Stafford. Because I've kind of been on the trade Stafford bandwagon before it was cool. You can go to, uh, you got the receipts on my Twitter account, world famous, almost 200 followers, at was Ryan there, November 28th, 2020. Trade Matthew Stafford next, Lions. I, I just, Lions are going nowhere, and Stafford, it's just never worked out. And I can hear some of the fans talking about how good he is uh, right away. And I just don't agree. And now, he did get to three playoff games. And we're going to talk about uh, one of those infamous games in a second here. But all uh, leading up to the season. A badge of honor from media members, perhaps other Lions fans, and just this sort of um, proof that... The Lions were going to be better when Stafford came back into the lineup. There was this battle cry I heard 70 million times, and it drove me crazy. And it got on my radar early, and I just sort of, um, I sort of railed on on Detroit throughout the season. And that battle cry was, I feel like all all the media and fans could could say it together, and people who just wanted to back the Lions. Uh, for some reason, in 2020, was in 2019. Did you know that the Lions were 3-4-1 and one when Stafford was in the lineup? So now that he's coming back, baby, we're going to be good. And at one point, I started to think, why is this a good stat? Wh- why is this something that we should look at as, wow, we're going to see some improvement here? If you double that up, 
Six and eight? Cool. And a tie? So, okay. You know, six and nine? We're looking at a seven and nine season? Awesome. I never got it. I didn't quite understand it. It it didn't make any sense to me to show, like, oh, he's the guy, you know? And as far as the Lions go, there's actually three playoff games that they've made since 2011. I, I bet that might possibly surprise some people out there. You know, there's there's teams uh, that got off the playoff hump recently with the Bills a few years ago, the Browns finally. Um, you know, the Lions have been there three times in the in the 2010s. I know I know that's not a lot. It certainly isn't. No fan base should be excited about that. But uh, no playoff wins, and I know what you're screaming out there. And for those who don't know, uh, Detroit Lions uh, fans, I'm sure Twitter is uh, very hyped up about, yes, the 2014 playoffs. So they played in January of 2015 against the Dallas Cowboys. And what do they say? Well, they got screwed because of a pass interference call where a flag was thrown. It was thrown for pass interference. It's the fourth quarter. Uh, the referees get together and they pick up the flag. On replay, I won't even I I won't even do this. I won't even say if it's questionable or not. I will just go along and say that blatant pass interference. I'll give you that blatant pass interference. They threw the flag, they picked it up. The Detroit Lions lose. I I'm here to tell you now, Stafford, Lions fans, you didn't get screwed. You didn't get screwed. Do you know? Do you know how many minutes there were left in that game? When that flag was thrown and picked up? Eight minutes. Matthew Stafford, at the beginning of the second half, throws an interception. It's tipped at the line. It's an interception. After the Cowboys go up 24-20, to uh, later in the game, following the the non uh, call on pass interference, Cowboys go down, score twenty four to twenty. There's over two minutes left, and who's got the ball? Matthew Stafford, who fumbles twice on that drive. I've just thought, in Detroit, it's time to move on, and I don't mean time to move on in the sense that it's just time to do something new for the sake of being new. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is more, you're not going anywhere. You got to get some value for this guy and you need a new identity. You need something. So whether there's a quarterback in this year's draft that you're looking at, great. You know, if you think you can get them trade up, you got the ammo now. Um, looks like they're not going to because they're going to go with Jared Goff and supposedly they're excited about that. Great. And I did say, that a capital L love what the Lions are doing. And that's because I, I just thought it was time to move on and just, just start fresh, do something new. We need some excitement from them. There's just no, what a dreary, boring team this has been. Besides being bad, besides no playoff success, there's just nothing exciting about them. I always appreciated that uh, clip you'll see about Stafford who, who gets hurt uh, against the Browns and, 
and it's it's a, it's a bad injury and he stays in the game and 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 gets the score uh it's great NFL film stuff there but besides that there's not really a lot to go off of and sure there's a lot of stats and the 5000 yards and and all this stuff and and i i think people need to start realizing that a lot of these offensive stats in the NFL it's so overblown and players are just accumulating so much uh so easy but i don't think he's terrible and to finish out the lion side here you get jared goff the reason why i love it is it's time to move on you get some picks for him Jared Goff, uh, I don't know how that's going to look. I, I, I don't even believe that uh, the record's going to be that much better next year in Detroit, but I do believe that they're going off on the right foot into the new era of Dan Campbell, who I think was a horrible, I'll just horrible head coaching hire. But the reason that I love this is that there's nothing but good words out there for the staff that he put together around him in Detroit and the general manager. So in Detroit, you've got what could be a good GM. You got what people are at least saying, and and I just trust them. I don't know every single coach out there that they're saying that this is a really good staff and it's, and it seems to not just come from one place. The reason I say that is multiple people are commenting on, on how good this staff looks. So you put together a good staff, you get a good GM you trade away what's been kind of the Lions' identity with Stafford, and you move on, and now you have picks and a, and a fresh look at everything. I wish they picked a different head coach. If they picked a different head coach, I think the Lions could get second place in the NFC North next year, even with Jared Goff. Just, I, th- I think there could be a chance, you know? But the roster needs a lot of work. There's a lot of free agents that are going to be leaving. Uh, the head coach I'm not a fan of. So next year, I don't think it's going to be pretty. And that's fine. Um, I say that's fine. I know the fans out there are not going to be fine with another terrible year. But it'd be okay if a team gets another high draft pick and another chance to keep rebuilding. And, uh, of course, the Rams pick that they got isn't even for this current draft coming up because the Rams just give away their picks like nothing. Um, but the Lions, I think you might be okay. I think good things could be coming, depending on how the head coach works, and of course, depending on what quarterback you get. I don't say Jared Goff is the answer. If he has a great year next year and has like some kind of Pro Bowl, almost All Pro year, then I'll eat my words, and you're in great shape. Uh, but I think once you get past Jared Goff as well, you know it's well-documented out there that they had to take his salary on, and that's why they got some more picks. So it wasn't just a one-for-one QB and and the Lions are getting two ones for Stafford. It's not really that because there's this uh, big bloated contract of Jared Goff involved. But overall, again, I, I love what the Lions are doing. Now, I said all that about Stafford, and I believe it. I've never been a big Stafford guy obviously talented. Uh, I'd never bought the idea out there that uh, he's just being hidden in Detroit um, and that, you know, he'd be wildly successful anywhere else that he goes. I don't believe that. But with Sean McVay and the LA Rams, I believe in this. I don't know how many places Matthew Stafford could have gone 
where I would look at it and say, this is going to be good. But this is one, if not the only place that I think this is going to be good. This is one of those instances, and you're seeing this more in the NFL, where trades are starting to work out for both sides. And I really think that's going on in this case. So Goff obviously has lost all his confidence. McVay lost all his confidence in Goff, wanted to go with Wolford in the playoff game. It gets hurt, and you know all, all, that's, all that's done now. Now he gets a more talented QB. And if Sean McVay wanted this guy... I kind of believe in that. McVay, not just the Super Bowl year and not just uh, having the innovative offense and everything. Now he, he keeps going to the playoffs, keeps having winning records. I thought especially this year, uh, I, you know, for me, I picked him to be last in the division. Obviously, he was wrong. Some people were higher on the Rams. So to me, that Rams team really impressed. And you get their defense – matched with a better quarterback now who who is I I even say entirely it's it's not it's not on me to say it's obvious that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff so now they get a better quarterback with their already great defense on the other side and you know boy wonder as the head coach this is a good this is a great combo this is kind of a a match made in heaven you know I, I don't want to give it too much of high praise because it's not like Stafford's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but they've shown that they can get to the playoffs. They've shown that they can win a playoff game with just a mess at the quarterback position like they did against the Seahawks this year. And now they get Matthew Stafford uh, in, in the NFC West. I really think this works out great for both teams. And what I really want to point out now are the trades that didn't happen. Um, you can see on NFL.com that there were other teams involved, of course, in getting Stafford, and and that makes sense. Uh, three of the teams that were specifically mentioned, the Bears, the Broncos, and the Panthers. If Matthew Stafford went to the Carolina Panthers, I mean, you're just talking about Detroit Lions South. There's no way that I would believe in that. Even even the person who believes the most in Matt Rule, uh, and, and he could be great, and there's just, with the Panthers, you get Christian McCaffrey, great. You get hurt. Um, don't really know how he's going to look next year, if he'll last the whole year, if he'll be back to, you know, almost MVP caliber season or not. We will see. Uh, DJ Moore, I like DJ Moore. He's good. Robbie Anderson, he's good. And then what? What do they have on the defense? Eh. So Matt Stafford going to Carolina? Eh. Matthew Stafford getting traded to the Chicago Bears? Oh my goodness. Hilarious. It would be... It might be Jay Cutler 2.0. I mean, we're not sure anymore about Matt Nagy. Uh, The defense, obviously good. Is Stafford better than Trubisky? Of course. Is he better than Foles? Yeah, of course. There's something about, you know, strong arm, strong arm quarterback uh, going to the Chicago Bears with a defense that's already made. It just, it just doesn't feel right, does it? If you think about Stafford in a Bears uniform and he stays in the NFC North, sure, maybe he'd crush the Lions. But 
is he really going to beat the Packers? Is he is he really going to lift the Bears up over the Packers and into playoff wins? You know, like I said, in that playoff game against the Cowboys, turnovers. It wasn't the refs, people. You know, things happen in games. Refs get so, so overblown. And when you revisit it, you, you'll notice, you know, you have chances in these games for the players to go make plays. Stafford on the Chicago Bears, I almost wish this happened now because it would be just like two of my my punchline teams combined in this beautiful mess of of a year of jokes for me, which would be absolutely hilarious, of course. Uh, it, it would just be a dream because I feel like it, it wouldn't even crash and burn. Of course, those things together would be around 8-8, eight and eight, maybe even up to 10-6, and six, but there's no chance of like a Super Bowl. I do think Stafford on the Rams, I'm not going to pick him. I'm not, I don't even know if uh, next year we'll see in the division. I'm not saying it's a division win automatically, anything like that. But is a Super Bowl possible for the Rams? I kind of think so. I, I just in the realm of possibility, could be they be one of the ten teams you could say reasonably has a chance to get there. I think with McVay, yes. With Nagy, I don't know. The last team, the Denver Broncos, I think that would have been a brilliant move too. Now, you need someone more exciting than Pat Shermer to run the offense. That's for sure, but. They have the weapons. Um, I know it's kind of an up-and-down season, but I, I love Jerry Judy coming out of the draft. I killed the Broncos. I still do for taking two receivers in the first two rounds. I think it's nuts. I'll get into draft stuff later on, and I just never believe in taking a receiver in the top half of the first round. History is just riddled with wide receiver success. The top wide receivers in the league almost – hardly ever come from the first round and especially up that high. And and when they do, when they hit and they're great and that's awesome, it hardly ever leads to playoff success and that's why. But anyway, regardless of all of that, uh, you know, they got a new power structure there and they have those receivers. And I do think Judy is going to be good. So you have Judy uh, and Hamler. Um, ah, I love Philip Lindsay. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, I don't know if he has it anymore. It goes quickly in the NFL. Pour one out for Philip Lindsay if he's lost it. But anyway, I kind of think Stafford on the Broncos with some pieces on the defensive side, that might have worked out too. You just If you envision him in the Broncos uniform, I, I don't know. There, there might be something there. For the Bears, I think they need something like a Deshaun Watson, you know, someone who's just exciting no matter what happens. Um, you know, the Lions too, for that matter. You need some excitement, like uber excitement. They need... They need Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, well, obviously Patrick Mahomes, but you know, just just someone with that kind of energy, and I think Watson would do that uh, for the Bears. So I think the Bears should kind of look aggressively at going after him because it, I think I really think it takes excitement to actually succeed at the quarterback position in those cities. That just, you know. It's been a while for the Bears for the, for a quarterback. Uh, that's an understatement, and it's been an, another understatement. A while in Detroit for just success in general. So somehow with this trade involving a quarterback that I never really believed in and a team that I never, ever believe in and is just kind of 
just aggravating to watch from afar. Somehow, some way, these two things combined in a trade, I think, have done well for themselves to possibly succeed in the near future in the Rams' case. case. And, you know, a little bit more down the line for Detroit. I'm sure that's hard to hear since it's been, uh, you know, a billion years since the Lions have won a playoff game. But I think they're kind of on the right path. We will just see about Man Campbell as the head coach. Last thing I want to touch on, Super Bowl's coming up in a week. You get a lot of um, a lot of takes out there on the Twitter machine all the time about Wild Card Weekend. Now this is the best weekend in football. Divisional round. Hey, you know, a lot of people out there know that they like Wild Card Weekend, but the divisional round, that's the best weekend of football. Conference championship, you know, so forth. You get it. I still think the Super Bowl is the best thing. The Super Bowl is the thing. When I was a kid at a video store, yes, an actual store for videos. These are VHS tapes, children. I was in a a literal grocery store, Smith's, shout out. There was a video store, a little mini one, within that grocery store. And as a kid, I got this VHS tape about the greatest moments in Super Bowl history. I think it's in my closet right now. Don't know how I can watch it. I don't have a VCR player. Who 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 does? Now, that's around the time that I fell in love in football in general. And the Super Bowl is just very significant to me. What a statement. Obviously, it should be significant. It is a game that matters. I put a lot of stock into Super Bowl success because I think it matters. I think this talk about results-oriented stats and and somehow that being negative and, and, and saying it doesn't matter and playoff games don't matter as much as we think they do is utter nonsense. But regardless, the Super Bowl is a happy time to me. And I love it. And I wanted to talk about Super Bowl highlights just to highlight, hey, nailed it, how great these shows are, in my opinion. They'll show them on NFL Network, sometimes ESPN. You've probably seen them. Maybe you just let it play on TV and you don't even really care. They're these 30-minute episodes that put together the story of that year's Super Bowl. And now these go all the way back to Super Bowl One and all the way up until last year's Super Bowl. I got the DVD set because that's what I'm all about. And around this time... I always I just pick and choose some Super Bowls and I watch them, uh, and it's tremendous. If you if you watch the first one, the first Super Bowl, or at least I know on the tape that I I was talking about, one of the very first lines is you know a voiceover guy saying a ticket to Super Bowl one costs I think it's twelve dollars and something cents, and it's just awesome. It sets up the whole tone because. At that time, they knew that the Super Bowl was big, and this was later, and and they made this uh, this episode basically. You know, it's like a series on Netflix, except uh, you know they're years apart, so there's really one every year. It's really special, actually. Um, I just wanted to speak on these and tell you if you've never watched these before, just give it a shot. Um, I I bought the DVD collection because I'm obsessed with them. And I just love watching the random ones. You know, I'll, I'll literally you know, just throw in a number generator right now, 1 to 54, 
come up with one and watch it. There's there's blowouts. People uh, in the old days had to watch blowouts in the Super Bowl, and we've really been treated to great ones in the last 20 years. There's some there's some ones uh, mixed in, obviously, that became some bad games, but I really think they just capture everything in a really good light, and instead of being so focused on what an idiot this guy was and this ref did this and and how terrible that was and play-by-play and Twitter. It just really brings the story together uh, in a great and dramatic way. You'll get little snippets in there that are just... They're just delightful. Okay, so the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl a few years ago, I was really excited to watch this one because the lights go out in the dome. I was like, ooh, that's going to be a good moment. When I watched the recap show, it wasn't as... Uh, intriguing as I thought it would be but at the end of the game when the Ravens have it wrapped up there's this really uh, I it blew my mind that there's this moment where uh after they have the game wrapped up they take the intentional safety um and you know so they have to to do a kickoff the free kick <laughs> there's they go to Joe Flacco on the sideline they show you some sound and he's talking to somebody else and he's like uh Hey, if he breaks this, talking to a guy who's not going to be in the play, uh, go tackle him. And the guy's like, what? He's like, Joe Flacco's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What can they do? Just because he was nervous that in that moment, even though they had the game wrapped up, there's technically one more play. If the Niners return it, they they would lose. Uh, and by the way, I think there is a rule about doing stuff like that. I, they could even award... Uh, the other team points in that case. But regardless, that may not even be true. It's, there's just fascinating stuff like that. You'll get, uh, of course, the, the John Candy moment and Joe Montana, and and uh, you, you just get to see some of these cool last drives in the Super Bowl, even some blowouts, of course. There's just some interesting stories. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to share that because I have a great love for it. I highly suggest it. If it's your thing, cool. If it's not, hey, that's all right, and uh, we'll do some more Super Bowl stuff coming up. Also, teasing an episode in the future. I don't know when, but I'm going to call it The War on Analytics. And before any analytics heads out there get too mad, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that it's all stupid and futile and and all this. And I, I didn't even really want to get into arguments. I just don't like uh, certain aspects of how the analytics community uh, handles things. And and I certainly like a lot of it, especially in the NBA, and that's a tease to the future episode that I'm going to do and j- just explain how football, I don't know, is, is quite the right sport for it. And I'm going to explain why, and I'm just teasing this ahead because at the end of every episode, I just want to mention that on this show someday... I would like to have, as a guest, the great Mina Kimes of ESPN. That is my white whale from now on. I'm going to mention it at the end of every episode. I would love to have her on because she does a mix of everything. And she's she's very, um, she has a focus, I should say, on analytics. And I think that is a good thing. And I think that it would be great to just spar uh, with somebody so talented and smart 
and someone that knows the game and has a lot of fun with the game as well. So that's why I'm saying her specifically, not just a fan of her work, but um, being on on the side of of defending analytics at at almost almost you know any cost, uh, while also having fun and being able to to use it with nuance. Uh, that's who I want to uh, just spar with and explain why I think it can't quite be used in football yet, and it's in its infancy. And, and again, we'll get to that later. But uh, thank you for checking out the second episode of Struggling Actor Sports. I am an actor. You can hire me. Please rate this podcast five stars and review on iTunes. Why do I say that? Because all cool, famous podcasts say that, and it must do something. You know, I don't want to just be rated five stars just because I I need my ego to be stroked. It's just because all the famous podcasts say to do that, and it must do something. And I'm not going to put in the research to find out what it is. I just want it to, because if it matters to to people like that, it's got to matter to me. So thanks for checking out the podcast. We'll see you next time.